What's up, movie fans and Netflix bingers? This is the Bros Who Binge podcast. My name is Adam Schubert, and as always, I'm joined by Lyndon Burton. Lyndon, how are you doing this week? Doing well, man. Super solid week. We got another pitching match behind us. We dropped the new rankings, so I might as well give the rankings on air for those of who missed it. Let me do that real quick. Uh, All right. Uh, let me fi- while I find it. Uh, excited yeah, I'll though. Talk about it. Tell, yeah, tell um, the people. Tell the people about what, what else dropped today. Uh, well, what else? I will. I guess it is dropping today as well. The new mm-hmm. Run It Back. Uh, you, me, and Ian got together to talk about Blade Runner twenty forty nine. Um, you know, we had we put it out there for people to choose what Denis Villeneuve film we should. Uh, that's we should what they review. chose. That's what they chose. Um, so we'll, we talk about that. It was a great uh, review too, by the way. Like we really went yeah, in depth. We we talked about all the themes. Like we got really philosophical with this one. Well, I feel like with Denis Villeneuve, that's where you have to go. Like, even, True. and that's what I feel like he he's going to bring to Dune is something that's a little bit even more philosophical. Because if you think about every movie, I haven't seen Sicario, but if you think about every movie he's done, Sicario is, is definitely philosophical about like crossing the border, which you're allowed to do in other countries as a at like. Nah, Sicario goes there and talks really looks down on like how America handles like bringing war to other countries, then trying to use them as the scapegoat. Like it's it's in depth. Yeah. Uh, And I I guess I can't really think about the exact theme that prisoners tries to project for the. uh, It has one, though. But it has one. Yeah, we're not reviewing prisoners right now. Yeah, so no, not, we don't have to think about any of that. It, but, but like, obviously, Anime has it. And yeah, Blade Runner does it. And Arrival well. does as well too. And Arrival, yeah. So be sure to check that out. We reviewed Blade Runner. It's a very, very good interview. But for those, who, I mean, not interview, a very good uh, review with me, Ian, and Schubert. But the pitch it rankings are out, caused some controversy. Some people were upset. Some people took shots. So. The current champion, your boy, of course. Number one, the number one contender, the first num, the first num, the first seed of pitch it. Number one, as of as of May twenty second, Dan exclaims. Shout out to Dan. Number two, Shamit Dua, who felt that he should have been the first seed. Controversy there. Number I kind of three feel like he should have been the first seed. Well, look, we look, we we the, the people voted. The contra, uh, number three. Peter from What Do You Say Anime? Number four, Christian Hollinger, the winner of the, the match. Recent on, winner. The recent winner. Number five, don't uh, da, uh, Damo Gary. Uh, he was a little upset. He was like, how did the most recent winner get four and I get five? I was like, Damo, he played a better game than you, brother. Uh, number six. That's, that's facts. Number six, Jake, uh, Jake Madison, the first loser. Yeah. Number seven, Ian, who's upset that he's not six because he's like, what's the difference between me and Jake? I was like, Jake played a better game than you. Uh, number eight, more experience. Number eight, Cash Carbon, most recent winner. He's eight over Hastic because he was more entertaining and Hastic had an epic meltdown. So Hastic's number nine. And then in last place, Luis, no lapels Reddit. <laughs> See, my whole thing with this ranking system is you, get, you have Dan on top and then you have his competitor on the bottom. Well, yeah, it's competitor loss. <laughs> but like, that's what I'm saying. Like, uh, are you saying why Schmidt not one, two, and three? Uh, yeah, two and three had the competitors that are the two top losers. But some of that, some of that is is because of entertainment factor. Some of that's because of a good match. Has actually got demoted because 
you got to think about it. Haas was winning the match. Dan's number one because of the epic comeback that he had, and Haas has to be low because of his epic meltdown. Uh, yeah, yeah. So, you know, but we're 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 figuring out this ranking because after each pitching match, we're going to do a ranking show. So be on the lookout for that. But super excited, man, that that's what we got. Um, You know, rankings are out. Yeah, so. I know we're, we're we're trying to keep up with letterbox as we can definitely yeah. have some stuff to talk about. Real uh, quick, Schubert, just because I know this isn't on the notes, but there's two things that we should have had in the notes that aren't that we might as well talk about before Netflix released Geek Week which is going to be yeah. uh, June 7th. through. I was going to talk about that um, when we talk about um, what's the thing that's in there. Oh, Sandman. All right. Well, I'll wait. I'll wait on that. And then the Robert Pattinson signed his overall deal. First look overall deal with Warner Brothers, new line, WB television, HBO Max. So on top of the three movies we have for the Batman, we're going to probably get five more films from Robert Pattinson in the DC universe, which is, well, five more things that could be TV, movies, et cetera. And yeah, properties within DC Warner. Exactly. After the original trilogy. That's that's huge. That's like the Iron Man deal. <laughs> Dude's Pretty in much. it for the long haul. Well, I mean, like, I think he kind of sees the writing on the wall when it comes to the role that he's been, that he has gotten. Mm-hmm. To play and the and what comes with it and um what it can be and uh looking at what he's gonna show Chris, up in that gotham in that gotham city police department show he's showing up in that now this, this t- it's with hbo max too i don't know like <laughs> i think i think his stuff might be more so like he's definitely gonna be in batgirl mm, okay and, like that's making me think more so that what we were wondering with those bad girls, yeah, th- that's going to be the case if he's going to be included. Well, okay, in in in, in the sense of the uh, GCPD show, I could see Bruce Wayne showing up. That's possible. It's just like I don't want it to to become what Gotham, Gotham was. See, I don't think it will be. I I think they'll do it tastefully, where it's like. He shows up for a reason. It's not going to be he's in every fucking episode like Gotham. I, I don't think Matt Reeves is doing that. I really don't. Yeah, because, I mean, like, I would I would really think it would be interesting if he showed up and they showed his encounters with the GCPD from their perspective. Ooh. I think that would be really interesting. That'd be fire. I'd fuck with that. We talked about that with, with Joker before. Could it have been seeing him seeing shadows of, like, you know, seeing Batman from his perspective. If someone does that, this is the perfect opportunity for them to do that. No, I think that 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 is the way to do it, 100%. And you don't because, even have to have him in the suit, really. Well, I mean, you could you'd have him in the suit. That's what I'm saying. Like, you know, all you can have him in the suit. You can do all of that. But I don't want to know what he's doing. I don't want to know what what his, like, goals are at this point. I just want to see what the GCPD sees when they see Batman. Yeah. No, I don't want to know, know anything about what he's doing. I'm with you. So just two new, well, we're going to talk about the Netflix geeked uh, when we do the Sandman thing, like you said, but great story with the Batman. So, you know, but we're reviewing army of the dead this week. Ooh, interesting review at the end of the show. Yeah. And, but we do have um, the end of our top actresses list. Yep. So that means a new list is coming soon. Maybe not next week, but be on the lookout. We're going to be doing direct. It's it's definitely not next week, but we're going to be doing directors soon enough. I got to watch some Paul Thomas Anderson stuff. Schubert's got to watch some Paul Thomas Anderson stuff, but it's coming. It may be in like a month, month two, something like that. So, but we got, we're going to, if you want us to talk about something like 
top five sports movies, top five, whatever. Was, Send us I a was list. thinking that um, possibly in the meantime, we might do some for fun lists. There was that list I posed to you a while back that if you and your significant other were going to have a dinner party, what TV character couples would you invite? Yeah, that's a good I list. Think, I think that might be one, a fun one to do. I think it would be interesting for us to do a list that is specifically our favorites, regardless of whether or not Objectivity, yeah. Yeah. For sure. I'm down for that. Well, we're going to be on the lookout for that, ladies and gents. And then Loki should be starting in a couple of weeks. Yeah, it uh, should be two weeks. So yeah. we're, we're about to have some more I stuff mean, to review. Yeah, we'll get to that, and then you know we'll be talking about Dave in a minute. We'll have okay. Dave to talk about. So there's going to be, be huge. The summer movie slate's going to be w- better than what we've had because now people are actually going to go to theaters. Okay. So it's it, it's it's gonna it's gonna get better. I know. I felt like when we were getting in the march, we were like, oh, here it here it comes, here it comes, and everything the floodgates rolled out. Yeah, just like not that great, you know. <laughs> well, but, we had some good stuff, like uh, some good stuff. like a uh, Kong, Kong Godzilla, that was solid. We got Zack Sorry. Snyder cut, that wasn't bad. Uh, Mortal, right. Co- Mortal Kombat was not what we expected. I Let feel like go. all of that wasn't what we expected. Yeah, it really wasn't. But we had Invincible. Gr- TV was That's great. True. TV was great. And we had Falcon Winter Soldier. Yep. TV was spectacular. Movies, not so much. So hopefully as we get into the summer with with, uh, Black Widow, uh, fucking Suicide Squad, all this summer shit, we have some good shit to go. Yep. But um, if you're ready, I'm ready to jump into today's news. So let's get started. All right, so the big story up top, something I'm excited for, and I know that Lyndon is too because we are both a fan of this guy, Aaron Taylor Johnson. He's going to play Marvel's Craven the Hunter for the Sony pic- Pictures um, adaptation. Yep, and, and he's getting um, his own movie. That's what I'm saying, yeah. He's yeah, play no, I, just, I, to make, I yeah, to make it be known, he's getting his own movie. He's not going to... We th- we don't know if he's going to be with, Spy- with Tom Holland's Spider-Man or with, I would say he'd be more so with Venom than Tom Holland Spider-Man. That's the only thing I don't like about this story is because Craven the Hunter, I wanted to see him. Yeah, I wanted to see him with Tom Holland, especially after this casting. But this tells me he's going to fight Tom Hardy. You don't cast Aaron Taylor Johnson not to fight Tom Hardy. Um, And then the other bit here is that J.C. Chandor is such a direct. He was most notable for Triple Frontier, which isn't something to brag about. No, not not at all. Should have been so much better. Um, for people who don't know who Craven the Hunter is, he was introduced in the, the 1964 Spider-Man comic, born Sergei Kravinov. He considers himself to be the world's greatest hunter, a moniker he earns at first through his pow- prowess at tracking and killing big game, often with his bare hands. But eventually his drive to maintain his grip on his title leads him to ingest a serum that gives him super strength and stamina. He a serum down. based on Spider-Man too, which is like... How? Yeah. How? Like, where? Unless they do, it's a serum based off of Spider Man and Morbius. So, unless you do Morbius, you substitute Spider Man with Venom, Morbius, that's how you get it. This is a hot mess from Sony. Let me say that. <laughs> yeah. Well, we'll see how they, how they try to explain this. Yeah, but I do um, like the I, I like the casting. We both love ATJ. I just I just feel bad for ATJ that he just keeps doing superhero films that are. Not not the best well, of roles for him. Is probably the the one that's the best. The best. Because like, Quicksilver was wasted. Yeah, Quicksilver is a waste. 
Like, mm, but and, I, and, and I'm so and, happy. And takes him out of being in the MCU. Exactly. So it's like how it, that was another one of my points. But because it's the multiverse, they could say, well, in this universe, he well, no shit. No, you're right. Yeah, it makes no fucking sense. Uh, maybe yeah. after the Spider-Man movie that maybe we understand how it makes sense based upon how we're getting green well, William Defoe, Green Goblin, well, all these other people. Yeah, and what we still don't know is because we do know that Sony and the MCU were talking about fusing. Fusing. And so, like, if that was the case, if in the Spider-Man movie upcoming, maybe you find a way to introduce Venom. Yeah. Like the Tom Hardy Venom. So then you could probably mix in that universe. Hopefully. Um, at, you know, I, I assume that Wanda's going to become more into the multiverse in mm-hmm. these next coming films. So she'll kind of come to grips and understand that if a character that looks like Pietro, who's not Pietro, comes into the world, that it's not him. Mm-hmm. So and see, uh, yeah, I think we could we could explain that. This last little bit makes me makes me so happy that Sony approached John David Washington, Adam Driver, Brad Pitt, and Keanu Reeves, and I'm guessing. And then they said apparently after they saw Bullet Train, some footage, they were like. Aaron Taylor Johnson's the choice. I feel like that's bullshit and that's cover up. I feel like they approached all of those gentlemen. They all said no. And then Aaron Taylor Johnson was their last choice that they really, truly wanted. And I'm so happy J.D. Dub said no. I'm so happy Adam Driver said no. And I'm really happy Brad Pitt said no. All three of those dudes do not need to be in this fucking movie. Well, I feel like it was like they got into the room and they were like, hmm, who should we ask? Yeah. John David Washington, yeah, he's big right now. Mm-hmm. Adam Driver, yeah, he's big. Brad Pitt, that's iconic. Keanu Reeves, the Keanu sons. Yeah. Well, that's all, those guys. And all of them said, fuck no. <laughs> and then we're like, uh, plan B. Uh, Aaron Taylor, Aaron Johnson? Taylor Johnson. Sure. Yeah. Sure. I, Why not? I saw Nocturnal Animals. He could play a dastardly guy. He can. He, no, And this is no disrespect to him. It's all disrespect to Sony because we love ATJ. Uh, Aaron Taylor Johnson would have made a great movie verse, Guy Gardner. Hopefully, this is John David Washington holding out for Green Lantern, not taking any superhero you know, shit. Not, Nocturnal Animals really kind of turned a corner with me and him. I think he does bad really well. Mm-hmm. I think I would like to see him... I would have liked he to was villain esque in be. uh because he's so because he plays a villain so well, he was questionable in tenant. You didn't know if he was good, you didn't know if he was bad, and That's I think true. that made the movie better. Yeah, so I mean I could see him being someone that toes the line, you know. It's it's hard for me to think about what characters he could play in DC, but well, I mean it's over with for him. Could, well, I mean he could so be in DC. Yeah, true, true, true. Maybe yeah. a maybe a Deathstroke, not not a bad choice for Deathstroke. Yeah, but I, won't, I almost said Deathstroke, but I just don't feel for Pattinson. Like he, I just don't feel like he's Deathstroke for Pattinson. Know? Hush, from, Hush is a good choice for him. The opposite of Hush, uh, yeah. opposite of uh, you know Bruce. See, but. like I think that's a good one because like I feel like he would almost need to be like a Harvey Dent kind of guy. I feel like he's the kind of guy that could be like, yeah, I'm your friend Bruce, and mm-hmm. then be like, yeah, but I'm gonna stab him back. So. I see both of I'm a big fan of Aaron Taylor Johnson, and the only reason I'm going to see this movie is, is for him. That's a fact. So good for him, bad for Sony. Yeah, it's like it's it's like one more thing to say about it. Uh, I don't want to see Morbius. I'm still not interested. No, Jared Leto no. doesn't give me any anymore. In the shit. Carnage trailer, made me so not excited for Venom. That's why I'm like, that's also very true. Yeah, to all of this, like, get it out of here. 
Like if it wasn't Aaron Charlie Johnson, I wouldn't watch this. Mm-hmm. And 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 like still, if it was if it was a Jason Momoa movie, I'm not. I wouldn't watch this. I'm sorry. And still though, if that trailer comes out and it looks like the the Venom two trailer, then I, <laughs> I may still not watch it. That's a fact. That's a fact. Uh, but let's go to the trailers. Um, Some I'll pretty solid trailers this week. I'll talk about Escape Room two real quick, just on the top. I was really surprised that they decided to do a sequel to Escape Room. I didn't even see the first one. I did not either. I've been trying to track it down for free. <laughs> um, You're not going to get it for free. <laughs> I think I can find it somewhere. But uh, yeah, so I want, I've want i been interested in seeing it because like I remember being interested in the concept when it first came out. And the, just the sheer fact that it's going to be a sequel makes me want to see like what of the first one made them think, oh yeah, let's just do this let's again. A sequel, yeah. Um, it's a continuation from that first movie, like almost right after. And But the interesting thing is it's called the Tournament of Champions. Mm. And so the people who get trapped in the escape room are the, the, the two survivors from the last movie and then people who've survived other escape rooms. Ah, uh, okay. And so I think that that's a little bit interesting, mm. but like again, this is not something I would pay to see in the theater. So yeah, I didn't watch the trailer because this is one of those shooby trailer breakdowns. But what we got next? Uh, let's talk. Um, let's save some of the good ones for later. Um, not saying this isn't a good one, but let's go ahead and talk about Dave because the only TV show in the bunch. Oh yeah, looked good, solid. Didn't really tell us about the season. Just showed Dave doing some wild and some wild shit. Yeah, it's just, you know, some more wild stuff with Dave. There were a few little bits of um, quotes that came in on, in the trailer. Um, the one that I remember the most is, I'm the, like, uh, I'm the guy behind the guy. Mm. You remember that? I, 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 like I said, I, I was just waiting for the date because they didn't show any footage from the season. I was like, whatever. Oh, the only thing that perked me was when I saw Gator. Like, oh, Gator, yeah. all right, nice. <laughs> and he's like, and he's just like being so nonchalant. Like he always is like, oh yeah, these car cracks. And like the fact that you're like holding this little ant and eater for some reason. Mm -hmm. Not going to address that. But yeah, J Dave comes out June 16th. Yep, I think, I think it's a Wednesday. We're gonna be reviewing that for sure, so be on the lookout for that. I'm excited for that. But be aware because we will be spoiling it. Yeah, that's a fact. If you have not caught up with season two, you better because. Well, no, I'm I'm saying like it comes out the day we record. Oh, okay, okay, yeah. gotcha. Uh, yeah. So the next trailer we got, let's talk, let's talk Batman. Let's do Long Halloween Part Two. We were just mentioning a lot about. A lot of the bad verse characters, but they all come come in on Long Halloween Part Two. You see why we, I said that the Matt Reeves movie looks like it's based upon Long Halloween, with yeah. Catwoman, Penguin, Falcone. Uh, there's rumors that Mad Hatter or Fireflies in it. So it Matt Reeves definitely Fireflies definitely in it, and Matt, Matt Hatter's definitely in it because they got cast. Yeah, true. Matt Reeves definitely took inspiration from um this this story. I believe it even more so now. That's I feel that's the reason why they're releasing this. It's the best Batman comic in my opinion, and I'm excited for part one and part two. Part one drops in June, so this looks great. Yeah, I'm super pumped about this too. Um, I can't remember what it was, but like something is gonna be in the the DVD release, like a oh, trailer. Oh, injustice! It's an injustice, injustice trailer. trailer. That's yeah. it. So, um, so like I'm kind of doubly interested in it for that purpose. Um, if if there was any way that they could make me buy a DVD, that's one. That's of them. one of yeah. But I'm gonna just hopefully they put it out on uh 
on uh YouTube. Oh, you, when, you when know somebody's drops. gonna oh yeah somebody's gonna rip it. or Twitch like That's right after. That's a fact. So, so. so yeah, um, but yeah, super pumped about that, and we're we're planning on doing some animated DC movies for the next run it back. So this kind of gets right uh, gets in line with that. Yeah, it gets, gets right in line with that. Maybe it'll. It'll uh, well. Actually, that's a Bros who binge review, not not a not a running back review. Well, not a running back review, but I mean, like I was gonna say, maybe it'll come around the same time. Oh, m- maybe part one, not not part two. Yeah, maybe yeah. But anyway, let's go to the next one. This one is one that I kind of got caught by surprise. I think it's the A twenty four's dump pile, and Hulu <laughs> was like, "Well, we'll take it." It's called False Positive. It's got a really interesting cast. Pierce Brosnan, Justin Theroux. And Alana um, Glazier. Big, yeah, and that's what I was going to say. That's the big name that I see here. Alana Glazier. The main star. Doing, doing something. Yeah, she, yeah she's the main uh, build actress here. She is the, the main character. But it's definitely not uh, comedic. No, so I it's think that it'd be horror film. It's, it's Yeah, borderline horror film. So like, I'm super interested in seeing how she is in this movie and if I can believe it. Yeah, so, like that's kind of what, what makes me want to watch this Hulu original. And they got Sophia Bush being typecasted playing the same Brooke, Sophia Brooke Davis playing Brooke Davis, bro. She plays Brooke Davis in everything. But, you know, good for her getting some work. But like you said, want to see what Alana can do. And if this if she's just going to be the Broad City TV lady or will this push her into like being a legit movie star? This is her shot. So, yeah, I mean, I, th- I really think that this is like a, a huge shot for her because like at first, you're like, oh, wait, that is Alana Glazer. But, like, from the trailer, it seems pretty believable that she is playing this character. And, like, is, I do not feel like I'm seeing the Alana from uh, Broad City. So No, that's a fact. That's a so fact. So I'm, I'm, I'm excited for That's another movie that I'm really interested in just for that casting alone. But the next one we have is uh, Last Night in Soho, the Edgar Wright movie. The only uh, reason why I'm watching is because it's Edgar Wright. But the trailer did not excite me. Looked like Fight Club. For those who know the story of Fight Club, Schubert does not. I don't want to spoil it for him because he's going to watch it eventually. It's on the list. But this looks like lady version of Fight Club. Yeah, um, can't attest to that. But this trailer did kind of interest me, um, you know, with the idea of, uh, what's her name, Thomas McKenzie. Yeah, having um, what's her name? Uh, well, yeah, having Anya Taylor Joy be her like her shadow and her sense, subconscious like, type thing. But like, it's also a t- time travel element where she's going back to the daytime of like her of her time, which I think okay. is like nineties, and then going back to Soho in the sixties. Okay. So like, that's kind of like the the two worlds she's living in, and then eventually there's going to be like some kind of conflict that it makes it a little bit more of a horror than it's originally seemed in the beginning so i think it's going to take us on a wild ride and you know edgar right the last thing that we saw of him was baby driver right so mm-hmm. you know, i'm definitely vibing with edgar right right now so we'll see how uh, how this movie comes out as a fact what we got next um let's stick with um the late the the ladies uh, sorry, we'll stick with the female-led movies here, and we'll go Gunpowder Milkshake. 
Looks great. <laughs> looks yeah, like this John looks, Wick. This looks pretty badass. Like I'm into it. Uh, Karen Gillan playing a hit woman with, and her mom's like a, a former hit woman. She Lena basically Haiti. gets het, he. She basically gets excommunicado from the firm who she works for, and then now her and all the ladies that she was partnered with are going on the attack against them. So it looks good. Yeah, Karen Gillan. This, this is, is big a big for, role for her because like, yeah. this is like the first time she's been the leading actress it's, and, and outside the MCU with all of the yeah outside the MCU and not being like Nebula. So you know we really we get to know. see who she is. Yeah, because other like, than that, was, we've only saw her in Jumanji. Was, yeah, when she was talking, I was like, oh yeah, that is her. That is mm-hmm. Nebula because like I was like, oh yeah, she is talking like her. But um, yeah, Lena Headey. Uh, who else? Michelle Yao, uh, Angela Bassett, uh, and Carla Carla Guglino. Yeah, my my lady Carla Guglino had the biggest woman crush on her throughout high school. Me too. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Seeing her in Watchmen and Entourage, those are the two things that did it for me. So, but looks really good. I'm, we're definitely going to review that. That's one of the things that are reviewable on this show. So, yeah, I think it's coming out in theaters. Yeah, so that's a theater watch. Excited for that. But like you, like you said, uh, very John Wick esque. So I think it's going to be pretty neat. I, I'm yep. surprised that this kind of flew under the radar for us when reporting. Like, because yeah, like, a, cast, a cast buildup like this seems like something we would have really been interested in. Facts seems um, like John Wick I, fused with Kingsman too. God, it seems yeah, and I, and I and I don't know who's behind it. Like who's directing it? I don't, I don't know. They didn't I'm say powder milkshake right here. Uh, Navat Papashado. Mm, so I'm so, guessing it's a new uh, a new director. Okay. Yeah, he the only stuff that I have in here for him is um don't see much. Big things. bad wolves big, and big bad wolves and rabies. Yeah. Never, never and he's, heard, and never he's about to direct those. Once Upon a Time in Palestine. So oof, that's gonna be a a big movie. It's a genre bending thriller with elements of spaghetti westerns, war movies, and silent movies set in British rule Palestine in 1946. What a, he's, he's what from a time, Israel. What a time to release that. That's all I'm gonna say on that. <laughs> yeah, he's from Israel, so I feel like nice. that's probably something really important for him. Yeah, but oof, what a time to release that. Yeah, definitely. Um so, anyway. but, but his other film, Gunpowder Milkshake, all in on. <laughs> all in on. Um <laughs> uh, next let's talk about tomorrow war. Chris Pratt. We Looks good for Chris Pratt. Show. It does. Like I I was shocked. Playing uh, serious but still comedic. Mm-hmm. It kind of reminds this me of his the, Jurassic World character. This is the first role that I've seen from him on him in a while. That's him. Like you know how when Leo does like um, Aviator. Oh no, not Inception. He's just doing the Leo stick. This is the Chris Pratt stick to me. Okay, but like I feel does, like this is a good lane for him. Then. Oh no, for sure. Like action action movies that have a comedic tinge that fits him. Yeah, definitely. And the concept seems pretty interesting. Um, I like J.K. Simmons. When you were um, uh, watching the trailer, you were like, oh, they would just die from the drop in. <laughs> That's the one thing I definitely thought. So there's probably going to be some Are You Sure's. Yeah. But I think it's going to be me of, fun. of like Fortnite or Warzone. Like they had them. De- like I definitely think they were somebody was playing Warzone or Fortnite and was like, oh, let's put this in this movie. The drop in because they legit dropped in like a video game. For sure, yeah. So I, yeah. So I think um, this is going to be the the fun blockbuster popcorn action movie for um, Amazon. Yeah, yeah. 
just because without remorse is probably, you know, pretty serious. So yeah, this true. This is a little bit lighter tone. So I'm interested in that. For no, sure. I'm definitely interested in that. Like between that and Gunpowder Milkshake and uh, Dave, those are like the, the three things I'm most excited for in this trailer so far. Now let's talk about the next MCU installment, Eternals. Looked interesting. Definitely had, Chris, uh, uh, what's her name? Christina Yao. Or what's what's uh, uh Dakota, Chloe Zhao? Right. Chloe, Chloe Zhao, that, that's her name. Definitely had Chloe Zhao's Nomad Land's bleak color palette. Everybody wants to talk about DC's point. color palette, but when Marvel does it, nobody's upset. Looked very bleak. The only times they had colors were during like the Bollywood Kamel Nanjani scene or like one other scene, but other than that, looked very, the, very the bleak. last scene. Mm-hmm. So interested to see how dark they're going with this. But you know, got Richard Madden, got uh, got um, Kit Harrington, Kit Harrington, and Kit Harrington is playing someone who ends up leading the Avengers at some point. So we're getting multiple candidates who can become an Avenger from this movie or lead the Avengers. Well, and they even address that in the trailer, which I think is pretty timely because this is a conversation Mm -hmm. that everyone's having. Is it? Is it Um, Sam? Like I think the choice is now with with T'Challa being dead, and it seems like they're gonna recast Black Panther as like one of the people inside the movie instead of giving us a new T'Challa. So if it's not going to be him, it's looking like Sam Wilson, uh, one of somebody from this movie, either Richard Madden or Kit Harrington, uh, Dr. Strange that those are the three they look like they're setting up for. Cause we don't have Reed Richards yet. I've heard that Hulk's still a candidate to lead. Oh, yeah. well he's professor Hulk. Now I forgot about mm-hmm. that shit. Oh, trash, trash. <laughs> Dudes, dudes needs to get his confidence and, back. And the other one I saw was Captain Marvel. Ah, uh, yeah, she is a front runner, but like, I hope she. To me, well, she, when it, she just never seemed in Earth to be there to care. Yeah. Like when it comes to that, to me, it needs to either be Sam Wilson, Doctor Strange, or uh, one of these people. Actually, <laughs> yeah, I hadn't thought about Doctor Strange until you just said that, but that makes a lot of sense because I feel like, I feel like Sam. Sam might not be ready. Just, I just, yeah, that's not. It's not to say that he wouldn't at one point be ready. I just don't know if he's like ready right now. He just got the mantle. Yeah, no, Doctor Strange like he, would be yeah. a perfect candidate for sure. And Spider Man's too young. So if Spider Man was older in college, I'd be like, all right, yeah, let's go, Peter. Yeah, yeah. So Doctor Strange seems pretty reasonable. And then one with one of the Eternals guys, I feel like it's just so weird to have. A new Miranda show up, <laughs> but I don't know enough about them to to tell, and especially because like they've been around since like the legitimately caveman time. Yeah, exactly. I feel like you can you can garner some like uh, some respect for that. Respect. And Kit yeah. Harrington is basically knight English Thor. Like he has a sword that only you can pick up if you're worthy, and it's like Excalibur. So like he's a kingly type person too. So you know, I'm interested in this trailer, but from Paperboy. AKA Brian Tyree Henry to Kamel Nanjani to Angelina Jolie, Salma Hayek. This is one of Marvel's better cast that they're going for. So definitely, definitely. But uh, that's it for the trailers. So moving into our next story from that, there was a big announcement for the cast of Sandman uh, for the Netflix series and added 12 new actors and a little bit of a description on what they're going to be doing. Uh, but before we jump into that, Linda mentioned at the top that Netflix is going to be doing its Geek Week um, and getting news on Sandman is part of that um, rollout for that Netflix Geek Week that's going to be the second week of June. 
Yeah, from Ju- from June seventh to eleventh, we're gonna be getting info slash trailers on Masters of the Universe, Lucifer, Umbrella Academy, The Witcher, Sandman, Cuphead, Resident Evil, Sweet Tooth, and finally, Schubert. If they don't drop a trailer during this time for Cowboy Bebop, I'm gonna shit my pants. Like I'm gonna be so upset. I don't want a picture because at this point, y'all should have been dropped a picture. It's time for trailers. It's time. It's done. Yeah. What, what, what are we waiting on? I wouldn't be surprised if a picture popped up before then as a lead up. And then we get, like, cause cause I a expect trailer. a trailer and release date. I expect them both. I think that's reasonable expectations for the amount of time they've had to set mm-hmm. this up. Unless, unless it's ass. Like that's the only reason why I don't think we're getting something. If it's ass. So it's on them. And I mean, I mean, they, and they did not put it in the forefront of this promo. They put it at, but see, to me, it's interesting because they put it with things that are coming out this year. Resident Evil, Sweet Tooth. They put it out with things that are about to be out. So that makes me think it's coming out this year. And if it's coming out this year, we need a trailer because Sandman's not coming out this year. Lucifer is not no. coming out this year. Master of the Universe is not coming out this year. Cuphead, is Lucifer not coming out this year? Well, Lucifer might be at the end of the year, but that's not Netflix. They That's a Fox Witcher's show that they coming acquired. back this year. Is it? I thought Witcher yeah, was I the next so, year right? thing. Oh, they're still filming it, aren't they? Yeah, exactly. That's COVID. what I'm saying. So all of the things that are in the foreground are being filmed right now. So, and all the things at the bottom are things that are done. So it's like, okay, well, we better get a Cowboy Bebop trailer. That makes sense. Yep. Yeah. So. Uh, but let's go in and talk about the Sandman casting. So the first name uh, is Kirby Howell. And Kirby Howell will be playing Baptiste, who is going to be, who is Death. Yeah, she's playing Death. Dream. De- Dream I think her, na- I think her name oh, is, her name is, is, Howell is Kirby Baptiste. Baptiste. Sorry, yeah. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Um, and Mason Alexander Park will play Desire, Dream's sibling, and Desire personified. Yep. Uh, D- Donna Preston will be playing Despair, Dream Sister, and the twin of Desire. They're all Gen- family members. All of these people, Despair, Desire, Death, they're all Dream's family members, which is the Sandman. They're all related to Sandman. So. Jenna Coleman will be playing Joanna Constantine, uh, Haunted Exorcist and Occ- Occult Adventures for Hire. Apparently, this is going to be the... the the this is going to be the ancestor to John. Interesting. So, uh, Nima Walsh will play young Ethel Cripps, a betrayed and determined young woman seeking to survive. Uh, uh Jolie Richardson will be playing adult, adult Ethel, Ethel Cripps, Cripps, yeah, master thief and a woman of a thousand. Sorry, a thousand identities. You know, you're right. David Thewlis will play John D. Ethel's son, dangerous, insane, and on a quest and on a quest for truth. Okay. Uh, Kaya Ra will play Rose Walker, a young woman on a desperate search for her missing brother. She discovers a connection to Dream that neither of them can escape. Okay. Cool. Cool. Um, Stephen Fry is Gilbert, a debonair protector of Rose Walker. Raison Jamal is Lita Hall, Rose's best friend and travel companion, and Sandra James Young is Unity Cade or Kincaid, heiress and mysterious benefactor, and Patton Oswald plays Matthew the Raven, Dream's t- 
Dream's trusted emissary, a raven. And I think we had the castings for some of the names that I didn't mention yeah, earlier. We, we definitely do. So I look back for those. But, but you know, not too much here to, to really break down, but solid cast, yeah. super solid cast. You know, the interesting names, of course, that stick out are like David Thewlis, um and uh, Pat know The two big names that you know, some of the faces you'll recognize, but those are really your, your big names. But, solid yeah, cast. Good for, good for, for Sandman. Sandman. All right, next up, we got Timothy Chalamet will play the world-famous chocolatier Wonka in a musical-based early life of Willy Wonka. Plot details have been kept under wrap. The Warner Brothers prequel film will explore the upbringing of a man who later created the famous house of confectionery treats. Look, uh, Chalamet's people saying he's going to sing and dance. Look, I, we said that he would be the perfect person for this role, if they want it to be serious and people to be like, oh, this is they're going, they're swinging for the fences, get him. If not, if this is some bullshit movie, Tom Holland's gonna be casted. Tells me they got faith in this. I'm being honest. If this was some knockoff Johnny Depp bullshit, it would have been fucking Tom Holland. But Timothy Chalamet adds so much cred to things he's doing, and he's he's young Leo. He's not doing roles that I don't think he feels are great roles with great scripts. Yeah, I mean, I feel like he's taking this role and this role is going to be like young Gene Wilder, Wonka, of course. No, for sure. Especially since he's singing and dancing. He's going to show he's a multi-talented threat. He's out there. Yeah, I think he's going to kill this. Like, I'm excited for this. Like, obviously, I don't think this is going to be like an Oscar winning film or he's going to win an Oscar winning performance for this. But I think this is going to be like one of the breakout things that when we're talking about Timothy Chalamet down the line, we're like... We're like, yeah, you know, that Wonka movie, he did a really good job or, you know, yep. or he did a really bad job. I mean, it's gonna, I think it's going to be one of those movies that kind of really uh, Hit or miss. Makes, it, makes an imprint on your career. No, I'm with you. I agree. So but next up, we got Rory Cochran, Cochran uh, Danny Burdenstein, Austin Aaron, Tanika Gibson, Edwin Hodge, Terrence Davis and Jaquan Cole have joined HBO's upcoming sports drama about the Los Angeles Lakers. Cochran will appears uh, Jerry Tarkanian or Tar, uh, Tarkanian, the coach of the running rebels, UNLV Bernstein will play uh, Vic Wait Wace, the Weiss. manager, uh, Weiss, the manager and childhood best friend of Tark Tarkanian. Uh, Am Arm plays the hulking, lovable Mark Landsberger. Gibson plays Debbie Allen, a bright young star reaching new heights in her career. Hodge plays oh, yeah. Ron, uh, Ron Boone, who a tough and crafty NBA veteran. Davis is playing Adrian Dantley, a stylish NBA all-star destined for the Hall of Fame. And Jaquan Cole is playing Ron Carter, NBA vet. Nice. They're filling out the cast. I'm excited for this. It's just getting better and better. Yep. We're, we're getting all the, all the little all pieces. The piece. Yep. We're getting closer. Putting in I, there, I, so. I wonder why Tarkan, Jerry Tarkanian's in this. Because, like, it, this, did he play a role with, like, Lakers and, and Celtics? Or was it someone I'm drafted? I'm wondering if it's someone drafted or if like he's having lunch with like Pat Riley. Mm, so. You're right. Could be something like that. Like they were friends yeah. that we just didn't know about. Pat Riley influenced his coaching. Could be something like that. Or with Jerry West. Or, yeah. That too. Um, next up, we got Jesse Plemons has been cast opposite Elizabeth Olsen in the HBO Max original limited series, Love and Death. This show is the movie well, I, where... Oh. Yeah, as mentioned on the previous weeks, this is the show. Uh, this is the movie where uh, Elizabeth Olsen plays Candy Montgomery, the church axe murderer. Cool. Jesse Plemons, great actor. We love him. Getting good work with HBO Max. Just him coming to this adds more credibility to it. Makes me think it's going to be good. 
Yeah. So, you know, we were talking about it last week, how um, she's playing uh, Elizabeth Olsen and then Elizabeth Moss, I think, or mm-hmm. Amanda Seyfried are, are playing the other movie. This just shows that like <laughs> the other one's other trash. Thing, like, <laughs> like, if Jesse Plemons is tied onto this one, you know, sorry, Seyfried. <laughs> yeah. Because oh, Jesse Plemons, Jesse Plemons is that guy. He's like that. B tier Hollywood guy right now. That's a fact. One of the best character actors out. Like he's the young character actor, and I'm loving it. Would you say like almost in the vein of like young Gary Oldman? Yeah, young Gary Oldman, but no, young Philip Seymour Hoffman. That's what ah, I suggest Clement as. Yeah, yeah, young, that's a good young, one. young, young, young uh, Philip Seymour Hoffman. Rest in peace. So, but that's all I got on that. Uh, so let's move on to. This story, actually, you read that story because I think you're way more hype about it. Yeah, just uh, real quick. uh, Luther is gearing up for a September production start for the Luther movie. Actor and executive producer Idris Elba revealed that we're getting the movie finally. Super excited for this. Not much really to talk about, but Luther's a great show. DCI Luther, love the show. Really shows how Idris Elba makes, could have been a great James Bond, but instead of James Bond, we're getting Luther. And I think that- Is it- um is it uh, the kind of show where it follows each episode like or is it or is it a procedural it follows each episode so you'd have to watch uh each season yeah. gotcha so it's not but, a nighttime but it's a, but it's a bbc series so there's only like six episodes a season five episodes that's true a but they're all they're long right they're like an hour and a half 40 45 minutes oh okay that's pretty good 45 to, to an hour not too right. long i might i might watch that soon mm mm-hmm. mhm um, but the next story I got is Henry Cavill is going to star in Lion, Lion Gate's Highlander reboot, nice. a movie that I've actually have on my list. I'm really interested in watching. Uh, John Wick project, uh, director Chad Stahelski is going to helm the production. Carrie Williamson penned the script. The original 1986 Highlander pick starred Christopher Lambert and Sean Connery and Clancy Brown um, as immortal beings hunting down one another and collecting more power. There can only be one, the Highlander. Good for yep. uh, Henry Cavill. I'm, I'm assuming he's going to be in the Christopher Lambert role. So I'm interested to see who's the old British person they're going to get for the Sean Connery role. That would be a good role for Idris Elba. Why not? Why you, need not? A, you need an aging British person to do it. He's the perfect guy. Daniel Craig wouldn't be a bad choice either. So, you know, anyone along those lines for young Henry to have as his protege, as his mentor. No, I know the 1986 pick is at least on my hulu so if anyone's trying to watch it uh you know it should be uh, I, it should be there uh, i definitely want to check it out soon now that i know it's getting rebooted mm-hmm. um speaking of reboots someone trying to reboot her career is Lindsay lohan <laughs> yeah she's acting who, again <laughs> who is back in acting she's going to be in the yet to be titled netflix holiday rom-com mm. you know going i guess netflix uh, holiday rom-coms are trying to revive people's careers uh, in this new movie, Lohan will play a newly engaged, spoiled hotel heiress. Nice. Good for her. <laughs> who gets amnesia after a skiing accident and finds herself in the care of a handsome blue-collar lodge owner and his per- uh, precocious daughter in the days leading up to Christmas. I'm only watching this if I hear it's good. If not, it's going to be one of those Anna Kendrick trash Christmas movies. <laughs> uh, I, that all depends on if... Uh, on who you're watching Christmas movies with because I know my girlfriend will, loves will that Anna Kendrick this. one. Oh, she, yeah, my girlfriend because I mean, she we watched those Vanessa Hutchins ones, like there's a bench, Vanessa Hutchins <laughs> one where like 
she meets some knight from trash, medieval bro. times. Have you seen that one? Trash. Yes, I saw it. Trash. I know what you're talking oh about. Gosh, All those dude. Netflix rom holiday things are trash. What's that other girl that was on Nickelodeon that she was she had a Christmas movie this past uh thing? Not Zoe 101. Justice. Not Victoria. Emily Roberts. Whatever the Roberts girl is. Oh yeah, the chick from Scream Queens. Mm-hmm. Trash. Trash. Put it in the dirt. <laughs> Yikes. Um, but yeah, so Lindsay Lohan back in acting, everyone. Good for her. <laughs> uh, Gerard Carmichael is the latest star to sign on to uh, Yorgos Lathemos' upcoming adaptation of Poor Things, starring Emma Stone, Ooh. based on the uh, Alastair Gray's novel. The film for Searchlight uh, stars William Defoe, Mark Ruffalo, and Rami Yosef. In the Victorian set tale with a Frankenstein esque bent. Stone plays a young woman named Belle Baxter who is brought back to life by an eccentric and brilliant scientist, Dr. Godwin Baxter, played by Defoe, in what is described as a story of love, discovery, and scientific daring, featuring uh, Yusuf as Max McCardless, or McCandless and uh, Ruffalo as Duncan Wetterbaum. Uh, Carmichael joins the film as Harry Astley. Okay, cool. Good for good for Gerard Carmichael. This sounds pretty good. Just need to see a trailer. Yeah, I mean, good for all the people. I, you know, it read like it was a Gerard Carmichael story, but it was mainly because like I hadn't heard about this before. You know, Defoe, Emma Stone, Mark Ruffalo, pretty interesting cast uh, with a pretty interesting concept. But you know, that's the one thing we talk about uh, Ryan Gosling, but and his agent maybe putting him in some precocious situations with roles uh but you can almost say the same thing about emma stone's agent true, i mean true. she's been cast in all sorts of weird stuff that random like random shit that like maybe wasn't the right move like i don't know if her being in the amazing spider-man was really the right move but did she kill it yeah sure did in fact um, she, she does a good job in whatever she's in so i'm, I'm really excited to see her in corella i guess that's something that's coming up but i yeah. didn't put it in i didn't see for movie on the rise but I think that's coming out like this week or next week or next week. Yeah. So we'll, so. we'll definitely hear some about that and let y'all know. But next up, we got the game of Thrones peak prequel 10,000 ships uh, gets Amanda Siegel to write and is officially in the works. Cool. Cool. You know? Yeah. Um, let me look up her, her real quick, Amanda Siegel. But yeah, the main thing here is that, Great. We know that that one is for sure happening. Yeah. Like that, that is for sure going into development. That is for sure getting a treatment. Like the writing is happening for that. So Amanda Siegel, the stuff that she's worked on as person of interest. She was, she uh, wrote for that series on Hulu Hellstrom. Um, <laughs> so not, so whatever. <laughs> the show Nikita without a trace, the good wife, whatever. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> like you said about the other person, maybe that's not something we should lead with. <laughs> no. No, All right. maybe not. But next up, we got Oscar-nominated director R.J. Cutler is tapped to direct a Martha Stewart documentary for Netflix. While specifics are unknown, the film will foreseeably follow Stewart's early life in Jersey City as a babysitter to famed New York Yankees player Mickey Mantle and Yogi Berra. I did not know that either. To teen model and eventually media titan, the massive, the massive growth of Martha Stewart living uh, Omni Media Empire in 2004 prison stint Oh, excuse me, for insider trading 
will also be on the table. I'm ready for this. This sounds great. Didn't know the Mickey Mantle, Yogi Berra stuff already adding like intrigue. And as long as they put the prison shit in there, this is going to be fire. <laughs> yeah. I want it all. I want this Martha Stewart documentary real mm-hmm. bad. And I want her, and I want her to be involved. Yep. Same, 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 same. So next I up, we got this to be like the tiger doc where we're like getting every, everyone else's opinion on the tiger situation, but not tiger's words. So next up, we got HBO has uh, offered a first look at the Watergate drama series, White House Plumbers, starring Woody Harrelson and Justin Thoreau. The five-part series tells the story of how President Richard Nixon's own political saboteurs and Watergate masterminds E. Howard Hunt and G. Gordon Liddy accidentally toppled the presidency they were zealously trying to protect. Uh, the cast includes Dom Hall Gleason as John Dean and Lita Headey as Dorothy Hunt. Last, uh, I watched uh, The Revenant like two nights ago and man, really like Dom Hall Gleason. Think he has a lot to offer and really think he's going to be a star. Like, neat, if he gets a couple of good roles, he has star pop potential. Dude, he's had good roles. Yeah, he that's, has. That's what, I'm, that's what I'm saying. Like, this dude, he's just flown under the radar because, like, Star he Wars. Just, he, Star Wars, and maybe he's just not the best looking guy. Like he's not like I think he has Ryan some suave to him. He know? looks Dan Stevensy. Yeah, sort of. <laughs> Kinda. <laughs> but he was great in the Revenant. So, and this sounds good, especially if if you know about Watergate. Real big fan of all the president's men. I wonder if any of these guys are deep throat, like the uh the uh lead or the the source for the two guys who do that. I wonder if we're gonna see uh the the uh, Bernstein and the other guy who wrote the stories involved in this. But you know, I'm interested in this. This sounds good. This could be a big Emmy winning series for HBO. But yeah, so just so I was making sure I wasn't crazy. Yeah, this dude's been in some nice yeah, stuff. No, like, Justin Thoreau, are you talking about Justin Thoreau or Dom Hall Gleason? Dom Hall Gleason. Yeah, Dom Hall Gleason's been some good shit. He has. Yeah. The he was, you know, in the Harry Potters, but that's not even yeah, the good stuff. It's like <laughs> True Grit, uh, Dread, Anna Karenna, About Time, uh, Ex Mahina. Ex Mahina, he was great. And Revenant. In the Revenant, yep. And, and he was also in Brooklyn, which is Oscar nominated film. Yep. So shout out to Dom Hall. Excited to see this. So good for him. Yeah, definitely. Um, so let's talk about <laughs> another <laughs> another interesting <laughs> idea for a reality show. The popular oh, okay. mobile game Temple Run could soon be coming to TV, an unscripted juggernaut. Uh uh, with unscripted juggernaut a smith and co which does ninja uh, ninja warrior okay cool um they're going to develop a competition-based series on the game uh the series will give contestants the chance to run the temple run course in real life oh this sounds cool i'm gonna definitely watch this this could be it's american like ninja it, warrior this could be yeah. Wipeout. out legends of the hidden temple, temple. Like, yeah this sounds good all right, I'm into it. It could be good. It kind of depends on where it Which ends way up they landing. go with it because they can go or like what channel and- it ends up landing. Like if it ends up on TBS, then it you know falls in and with the same people are doing Wipeout and stuff like that. Or that's if my it thing. goes with NBC, it could either be serious like Ninja Warrior or comical like Wipeout. Or I feel like it's gonna be somewhere between, yeah. which is kind of like what Legends of the Hidden Temple was. True, like that's what it screams to me, but it's obviously different than that. But you know. I thought Temple Temple One's probably one of the best uh, app games that ever existed. That Angry Um, Birds, Fruit Ninja, and and Flappy Bird. Those are like the three, the four big, the four juggernauts. That's the Rushmore. Oh, and Doodle Jump. Doodle Jump has to be somewhere. I don't know if I played that. Well, you didn't play. 
<laughs> y'all tag, y'all get at him. He because Doodle Jump's in the Mount Rushmore. I'm taking out Angry Birds. It's Doodle Jump, Temple Run, Flappy Bird, Fruit Ninja. So, but good for uh, Temple Run getting a you know getting a a little game show Fire. action. Oh. You and just so froze, so I was I was yeah. filling in for you. <laughs> Yeah, so I was just saying, like, you know, we talked about it last week that Amazon might acquire MGM, but they have officially acquired big, MGM. Big, HB James Bond reboot. Here we come. Here we come. Who's going to be wrong. the new Bond? <laughs> that's, wrong, the, that's the next thing. Because Jeff Bezos says that he plans to reimagine the studio's franchises for the 21st century. That's Those why, are- that's why I believe 100% MGM was like, we're doing Daniel Craig's final movie before we do a new James Bond because I think they knew deals like this don't just happen two weeks ago. I feel like they've known about this for months. So they were like, instead of just casting the new Daniel Craig, we're trying to sell it to Amazon. We know that they're going to want their own people. So instead of casting someone, getting people hype, we're just going to wait. You know, it's going to be a big for people who have signed on, you know, how Robert Pattinson signs on that thing. But it makes WB. sense because there are people who have done that. Yeah. Think about the Rockies. Like Michael B. Jordan has a deal with Amazon. They get MGM Creed. So now more shit, more movies. Yeah, because like the franchises the MGM does hold are two we've mentioned, Rocky and James Bond. So obviously you're gonna, you aren't going to step on what Michael B's been doing. You're yep. just you're going to just continue it. Continue it. Uh, maybe even get like a, a TV series. series. Yeah. Uh, so you know, James Bond that could could go its own different way. I think what would be really interesting if like they wanted to reboot James Bond for the 21st century is like make this not an addition. Ben Hur. Because like we're gonna uh, Ben Hur. We could see a new Ben Hur. I'm just well, going to We've already seen the Ben Hur in the past 10 years. But I'm but uh, not I, I think everything's up for grabs with them because one because Amazon thinks they make things better than everybody, which they do, besides like HBO. So I expect to see anything. Now that they have the Hobbit, the Lord of the Rings series just grows. Like we're we're getting a Hobbit series now, Schubert. You know this. Like yeah, I, I think uh, everything's think- on the table. I think with MGM, Pink Panther definitely gets rebooted. I think that's a series. Yep. No, I think mm-hmm. it could be like an adult series with, oh, uh, like with because he's an inspector, Jacques true. Cousteau. Yeah, true, 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 true. Uh, Legally Blonde. I think. Oh, that's getting know. rebooted. Yeah, I think that's probably getting rebooted. Unfortunately, I don't think they should. Tomb Raider getting a TV series. That where it should be, and it yep. should have been the whole time. Twenty One uh, Jump Street. I could see that getting rebooted. I can see it becoming a series again. Yep, that's where I'm going with this. Uh, Magnificent Seven could see that being a series, and then RoboCop. Uh, Ro- yep, RoboCop, and then the Hannibal series. Oh, yeah. And that's why they couldn't say his name in the CBS nonsense. Amazon's about to have that baby. There you go. So, and you remember that's how good. in pitch it I pitched a reboot of a Christmas story? Up oh, here, yeah. It's gonna happen. Amazon's reboot, reboot it, reuse it, retool it, redo it. Fucking Animaniacs told us it was happening. All of this, I expect anything. Anything is on the table for them. But James Bond, most definitely, they now have their staple. They now have their British staple and their American, the John, the Jack Ryan Clancy universe, and James Bond. And if it's something that you think oh, they won't touch it. Do you, do you think Amazon and Jeff Bezos don't have the balls to just do whatever? They're doing it, man. They have the money. <laughs> they, like I said, 
They they realize the only in terms of quality, their only competition is HBO and HBO having the Warner Brothers movies really put them in a bind. Now they got MGM. Now they're competing with Disney and HBO. Netflix. Yeah, if I'm I mean, Netflix, I'm worried. Yeah, but they do. They have worried. the Sony releases, though. Netflix does have the Sony. Like stuff. at this point, at this point, Netflix is like the McDonald's of <laughs> streaming services. It is being real, and then it like, is. You know, HBO Max and, and Hulu, and I mean, and uh, Amazon are like Ruth Chris. Canes. <laughs> oh, we're going fast food. Chick Fil A and Canes. Chick Fil A and like Canes. Mm-hmm. And fucking Hulu's like Popeyes. Quality, but like you could have an off day. <laughs> yeah, you could have an off day. Yeah, that's for sure. <laughs> um, but yeah, big big news for Amazon. But Netflix, uh, McDonald's, that's a good one. They all fucking McDonald's trash. They are. Uh, <laughs> so Evil Dead is getting a sequel called Evil Dead Rise. It's going to come to HBO Max with Sam Raimi still at the helm. Bruce Campbell will be on as an as an executive producer, but will not appear in the film. Mm-hmm. Uh, the next chapter in this saga builds off the original trilogy rather than the 2013 reboot did that. Um, and it moves the action out of the woods and into the city. The Twisted tale centers on two estranged sisters portrayed by Alyssa Sutherland and Lily Sullivan, whose reunion is cut short by the rise of flesh possessing demons, thrusting them into a primal battle for survival as they face the most nightmarish version of family imaginable. Okay, cool. Good, good for them. Not a big Evil Dead guy, but I know there it's a big fan base. People go to Comic-Cons just for that, so yeah, I, mm-hmm. I know it's going to catch a lot of eyes. I've been really interested in watching Evil Dead. It's on my list. I have it sitting in my Hulu right now. Um, and I actually did watch a little bit of the series Ash vs. the Evil Dead when it was out, and I thought it was a pretty, you know, pretty good little procedural show about, like, you know, monster hunting. So I definitely kind of wanted to jump into this to this franchise, and I think this gives me a little bit more incentive to do that. Um, want to see the you know the move from woods to city just makes me just screams Predator two to me. Yeah, it does. <laughs> um, but we'll see how the, how this pans out. Yeah, I have I have no comment on this because I'm not an Evil Dead guy, but I know it's big. Uh, so the next thing I got is probably look out for who gets cast in this because it could be the next Oscar Big. nominee. Share biopic from Mama Mia producers Eric Roth. It works in Universal. Big. This is just like we said for the Aretha Franklin uh, movie last week. These things are Oscar bait. We got Marilyn Monroe with Anna de Armas coming up. This is big for an actress. Lily James is doing Pamela Anderson and looks unrecognizable as herself. This is going to be big for someone. I don't know who can do this, but it's it's big. Yeah, I mean, like trying to and, think about and casting the person right who, now is just and you got to cast Sunny too. So like, this is big for a male and the person who plays Cher because it's going to be Sunny and Cher. Yeah, yeah. you got to have Sunny in there. Is 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 it was Sunny British? No, I wait. I don't know. Let me see. He might have been, I but I thought it was just he was just a a, a goof. <laughs> yeah, because yeah, the the one thing I the only thing I remember out of Sunny and Cher was when they uh, guest appeared on a Scooby Doo episode. Sonny uh, Bono is he British? Uh, no, he's American. Okay, never mind. Because I was gonna say like I would just put a Taron Edgerton in there as a placeholder. <laughs> uh, no, yeah, he's he's American. They got to give it uh give it to American. Let me see if there's uh any share fan casting. 
that they got. Uh, yeah, look that up because I'm really interested in that because I really do feel like who would whoever gets cast in this role, mm, is gonna, Lady Gaga. That's probably who's going to be. That's Lady 100% Gaga. Probably who it's going to be. They also said Casey Musgraves is trying to get into acting, but to me, Lady Gaga's number one on the like it. It's most definitely going to be her. Some people are saying Kim Kardashian is trying out for the role. Oh, Hell no. Hell no. It's Lady Gaga. It's Lady Gaga's role to lose. Yeah, it is. I mean, if someone like Casey Musgraves came in and killed an audition, I, I could see, see that it. happening because like Andrea Day obviously you know, isn't too well known and she got the big role she has. Cynthia, Cynthia Irvo, a singer mm-hmm. turned actress. So, you know, Jennifer Hudson um, with, with Dream Girls. Janelle Monet. Yep. You know, Lady Gaga herself. Roles. Lady Gaga herself. So like, it's definitely not out of the possibility of Casey Musgraves wants to get it. I don't really see like why everyone's want, well, why people would fan cast her to be Cher. I don't really, she doesn't really look like Cher, but But Lady Lady Gaga Gaga, sure does. She definitely does. And it's, if, if she wants it, she's getting it. So, all right. But next up, we got Kate Hudson added to Knives Out 2 cast. Just getting better. Shout out to that. Another edition. Here's some asshole, some butt cheeks. Speaking of butt cheeks, Sandy Cheeks is getting a live action animated hybrid spinoff movie for Paramount Plus, most likely Paramount Plus. The upcoming Sandy Cheeks spinoff will film in Mexico. Sandy will be animated while the environment around her will be live action like Sonic the Hedgehog. This is ass, bro. uh, Steven Hillenberger is rolling over in his grave. He said he did not want any SpongeBob spinoffs, ripoffs, knockoffs, none of that shit. And y'all waited till that man died to take his creation and do it. I swear to God, Schubert, everything we create, I'm putting in my will. Do not touch it if we are dead. Don't fucking touch it. If you touch it, we're suing the shit out of y'all. Yeah, London's estate will shoot the shit out of y'all. That's not that's nuts that they're just this man specifically said he did not want his property touched. And they're just trampling over it with baby SpongeBob, new SpongeBob, Patrick Show, live action Sandy Cheeks. Shit is all asshole. What in in the spinoff they should be doing, Mermaid Man and Barnacle Boy, they just refuse. They refuse. That if you know if Mermaid Man Barnacle Boy was obvious the obvious number one, this would be my number two. Mm. But I just think they're doing it the wrong way. Like I would Yeah, like why are they gonna be with humans? With cartoon. Like, why is she gonna be with humans? Like well, because she's on land and because like they've established in the SpongeBob world already that humans like, exist. Humans and, exist yeah, and like they look yeah. like David Hasselhoff and all that yeah, BS. Trash. So like that's that's the SpongeBob universe's problem. But I would have liked to have seen Sandy, you know. And her like come up and how she ended up in the The ocean and all that stuff. Like I would have loved to actually have delved into that, but like I'm not gonna watch this crap. No, me neither. Next up, Titan season three coming in August. Where's the trailer? Where's Where's the the trailer? trailer? They had me up looking for the uh because I followed Tim Drake and Jason Todd on Instagram. Big announcement, big announcement, and the announcement was only the release date. That makes me scared. It's not even the day. Yeah, it's just a month. Man, between this and Cowboy Bebop, I don't know which one I'm more worried about. <laughs> I don't Cowboy know. Cowboy Bebop. Yeah, for sure. I'll but like, Because, right I mean, I've already seen two seasons of the Titans. Yeah, it, 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 and it can't get worse than season one. No, it cannot. No. It, it cannot. Yeah, so. I don't see that. So, But especially since eight, they this was of the official, like, we're HBO Max's show now. Like, this is official, like, them saying, yeah, we're rock- We're HBO exclusive, baby. So, <laughs> if y'all if y'all using HBO's name, it better be fucking good. 
But I think it's going to be good because they're transitioning away from all that other Titan shit and going straight to Gotham, Nightwing, Tim Drake, Red Hood, Batman show. <laughs> like, <laughs> and, and yeah, there's, it's going to be, I think it's going to be. And you want to know the crazy thing? Battle fire two different places because you're, you're also going to have Starfire. Beast Boy didn't post the video. He wasn't in the clip. He wasn't in any of the shots. Yo, Ryan Potter saying fuck them. <laughs> I don't blame him though. He's getting he got screwed. He, he probably got screwed, got screwed this sure. season too. That's why they didn't post him. Like Hawk and Dove were in it when they said they were getting out of the show, but they were still yeah. in the thing. And Ryan Potter's nowhere to be found. He posted well, his like, other show that got announced. When when HBO acquired it, they were like, hmm, maybe who we do we want to focus on? Do we want to focus on Ryan Potter's character or do we want to focus on Mika Kelly and Alan <laughs> Rick, Rick, Rickson's characters? <laughs> That's who they chose. Crazy. And and Donna Troy's back. Like she was in the video from too. The dead. From the dead. But Ryan Potter can't be in. Spoilers. They doing my boy Ryan Potter dirty. That's all I'm gonna say on that one. They doing you dirty, RP. But you came out and said, Oh, they can't. I thought we couldn't have mixed Tim Drake, but now we got one. You were salty. You wanted to be Robin and you threw shade at him. So they threw shade back at you, partner. You got yourself in that hole. But they did do you dirty with the way they portrayed Bees Boy. You didn't have to do shit. You 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 still don't have a costume. <laughs> you still wearing yeah, a hoodie. Still doesn't have a costume, man. <laughs> I feel That's so bad. bad yeah, it's bad. But. All right. Well, the, the last two bad stories I have: um, Sarah Jessica Parker, Bette Midler, and uh, Kathy and Jamie are going to return for Hocus Pocus sequel. Hocus Pocus two will debut in Disney. But some Plus ladies are excited for that. Yeah, a lot of people are diehard fans of this movie. I mm-hmm. honestly can't tell you that I've seen the entire movie. I've seen parts of it, yeah. but I haven't seen all of it from start to finish. And don't I remember. I cannot tell you. I cannot tell you how it starts. I cannot tell you how it ends. Me neither. Me neither. Uh, but sure, Hocus Pocus too. Um, and for for being a Disney Plus original, uh, all the content they need. I mean, this I assume this will come out in Halloween time, twenty twenty two. As it should. So as it should. Know. So, but what's the uh, final story we got? <laughs> the Powerpuff Girls. We said we wouldn't talk about it, but then they announced that they're going to rework the pilot because because the sucks. script leaked. Wait, do you want me to read some of it? Yes, we have it in the discord. This is why y'all need to join the discord. Uh, let me read some of it. Shout out to Jay. He posted a bunch of it. So <laughs> let me get it. It's it's not. Too yeah, far. like they, I don't when they were talking about much. it. They were like, oh, well, we feel like the people, the people cast did a good job. Here we go. Bubbles. It is. Blossom's fine. I saw on Insta that she has a boyfriend. I saw on her LinkedIn that she got promoted. I saw on Facebook that she still talks to grandpa despite the political differences. Buttercup, coming back here is probably triggering for her. Bubbles, why? Because she's the one who killed Mojo Jojo? I mean, move, moveon.org. Duh, Blossom. <laughs> That's one. Here's another one. Uh, narrator, unlike our prodigal Powerpuff Girls, Mojo Jojo's son, Jojo Jojo, stayed in Townsville. Indeed, his dedication to the city carried him all the way to public office. He was the youngest person ever elected mayor of Townsville. Unfortunately for him, a second term looks unlikely. Jojo Jojo, I delivered on everything, I promise, except free gelato Fridays. And that's only because the perfect scoop turned out to be a front uh, for meth trafficking. Uh, Alicia Lawrence has no experience. She's impulsive and reactionary. Gina, she's exciting. Jojo, Jojo, you mean she's not a white man? You know uh, you hear about uh, reverse discrimination, but until it happens to you, no offense, you totally earn your position. Optics don't hurt, d- still hurt though. Uh, last thing I'm gonna read, remember, Bubbles, Thanks. remember what a huge crush he had on Blossom? Weird kid. Hey, you know what? We where we should go for a while while we're here? Sarah, she was always nice to her. Buttercup, dad blew that one. 
Bubbles. Yeah, now he just dates rando beaker bunnies and science hoes. What the fuck is this show, bro? <laughs> Oh my gosh. And Jojo Jojo and Mojo Jojo are men. They're uh they're actual like white men, I think, or black men with pet monkeys. <laughs> oh my god, dude. <laughs> no wonder why that shit got trashed. And I'm glad whoever leaked it leaked it because they knew the public wanted to know how bad that shit was. Yeah, it was one it's like that sometimes like we saw with Sonic. You gotta leak things for, for people. Leak to, things so the public can tell you what's gonna work. Because the studio's doing bad. Like there's because probably like, people working on it that's like, yo, the studio don't know what we're doing, so we gonna leak this so we can get some help. And the pe- all the people who are working on Sonic Two right now are loving it. Twitter. Yeah, <laughs> because Bro, they would uh, not be doing Professor that. Utonium's only dating dating Beaker Buddy Beaker Bunnies and Science Holes. What the fuck is that? <laughs> Blossom should get over it. I mean, overit.org. Who says .org? It's .com. <laughs> Dove Cameron does, apparently. <laughs> trash, trash. But that's all we got for news this week. Hope we gave you a last laugh with that story. Time to get on to our show where we recommend one TV show or movie that's dropping this week, either new or old. It's called Movie on the Rise. Schubert has all the best shit, so because there's not really nothing coming out. Schubert, what you got for us this week? Um, I would tell people that if uh, if you're caught up with Camp Cretaceous, go season three is out right now. Go watch it. Uh, it ended really great. It was a really good uh, kids show based on something. Jurassic I mean, leg- like yeah, I mean, legit people were dying. So okay, you don't see anyone get eaten, but I mean, you know, um. Then I would say one movie that I saw on my list, or that wasn't—I don't even know if it was on my list. It was one thing that I just had added to my Amazon watch list, and uh, it was like Matthew McConaughey and a crime thriller. I'm like, oh, cool, yeah, I want to watch this. What is it? Great movie called Frailty. Oh, okay. uh, Ma- Matthew McConaughey, uh, Bill Paxton acts in it mostly, and he's also the director. Um, and it's a really good crime thriller with a really good twist. Okay. And, well, check um, that out. I like crime thriller. I, I was really surprised when I was about to watch it. I was like, Whoa. interested to see what, what happens. Praise this as a, Oh, you a froze. Of, uh, I was saying like, this was a, a 98%, not 98%, but it was, this was a certified fresh film on Rotten Tomatoes. Lots of critics were really praising Bill Paxton on the direction that he did. To me, it really feels like a mixture of True Detective meets Criminal Minds. Okay. Meets some meets something else. I mean, like the, you know, that has really strange elements, uh, mainly told in through a Matthew McConaughey narrated um, time or not time, but a Lynn. story of his past. Yeah, got you. Got you. With okay. with some kids and Bill Paxton playing the dad. All right, I'm gonna have to check but, that um, out. For real. It's it's good. I mean, it's uh, under. I would say it's a hundred minute movie. You're the only really person that watch. cares about runtime. In- <laughs> so you and well, Ian. yeah, because because people got things to do, Lyndon. I got. If you're watching you know, a movie, dedicate yourself to the movie. Don't just look for short movies. If you're watching a movie, you get what comes with. If not, watch TV. <laughs> well, I did watch Heat, so I, I did. <laughs> oh, watch did you it. like it? Um. Well, yeah, it was all right. I mean, I like Collateral better. More than uh, Al Pacino versus Robert De Niro and Val Kilmer Barely. with the crazy ponytail? 
barely them versus each other there but they don't share the screen but like you didn't like you oh bro we we gonna have to talk about this off air with size more holding up the girl as a human shield and val kilmer wife helping him out to escape (laughs) no i mean i don't think it was bad i mean it was a really good movie but like i think i just really enjoyed collateral more okay i got i got collateral second when it comes to michael mann movies and heat first but all right, as long as you liked it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, eight out of ten. Yeah, for sure. Okay, yeah, okay. Seven, eight, I was about to say I got it at eight, seven, eight, eight. Just making sure you're not crazy. Okay, cool. No, no. Right. Um, but I just happen to like uh, collateral more when it comes right. to the Michael Manns. Uh, and then the other stuff I have on yeah, what's your movie on the rise? ABC's game shows came back. Press your nice. luck just premiered tonight today. Nice. Um, I like that the Whammy show. But yeah, so um. Then Family Feud also on. Nice. And I think Card Sharks is the other one, but there's going to be some more coming at as the summer continues. Uh, and Match Game. I think a Match Game was the other one. But the other thing I have is the Bo Burnham special called Inside. It releases on Netflix this weekend. Apparently it's so, good. Apparently it's really yeah, I mean, good. He does really good stuff. I've really enjoyed Bo Burnham's um, performances. I wouldn't say maybe the last one I didn't like as much, but He's had some good specials before and he's really kind of turned a corner in his career. So I'm really interested to see how that translates to his comedy specials. Okay. If it it becomes a little bit more mature than the past. All right. I'm with it. I'm with you. Uh, I I don't really have nothing, but here's some new movies that are coming to HBO max that I really like just so you guys can, you know, get the gist of what I'm going to be watching at least when it comes to movies on HBO max. And why is my phone? All right, here we go. My phone was being stupid and slow. All right, every movie coming to HBO Max by June 1st. Here we go. I'm going to give you some of my favorites. Aviator. uh, All the Harry Potters. Eyes Wide Shut, which I'm going to watch. I'm super excited to watch that. haven't watched it yet, but I heard it's good. Jerry Maguire. Kung Fu Hustle. If you want a good, like, Kung Fu movie, that's a great one. And then... uh, and uh, yeah, yeah, that's all the ones that'll be out about June 1st. So check that out. Cool. But that's movie on the rise. Let's get to our review of the Zack Snyder bomb, the Zack Snyder dumpster fire, Army of the Dead. My co-host at ESPN said Justice League was worse than this movie. I was like, you're smoking crack. This movie was worse than Justice League. Well, which Justice League? The Snyder Cut. Oh, no. Yeah, no, this movie this movie had so much promise, Schubert. The first hour and some change was great. The last 45 minutes killed this entire movie for me. Last 20 minutes. Killed it. It killed basically the premise is these people are going in to steal 200 million dollars for this man who already got in insured. And he was like, it's an extra 200 million dollars if you want to go into the zombie infested area to get it before the nuclear bomb explodes. And basically it's just each member of the team getting killed off one by one by zombies until they accomplish the goal. There's a traitor in the midst who's trying to get the head of the queen of the zombies to control them so they can have a weapon of mass destruction on the outside. He ends up dying at the hands of Carol Baskin's tiger. And then uh, Amari Hardwick ends up facing the king of the zombies and doesn't get bit. Doesn't get bit. I rewinded it three times on his arm where the zombie was about to bit him. He stops right here. And then he gets hit in the head. And then Amari Hardwick gets thrown in the safe to avoid the nuclear explosion. 
Uh, Dave Batista and his daughter end up dying. Well, Dave Batista ends up dying because his daughter's trying to save this woman named Greta. And then Greta's yeah. ki- Gita and Gita's kids end up dying. So Dave Batista's daughter Wait, does all die? of this. Sh- yes, they were in. They were right outside of Vegas when the nuke exploded. But they evacuated them, people. I don't know. The woman, the, the daughter surely didn't care. She was too concerned with Gita. Because she wanted them to be there for their kids. For their kids, and she didn't even care about them. That's why she would, I'm believing they dying. I believe everybody didn't say make it out of the evacuation camp because that daughter was too stupid trying to save fucking Gita. I feel like she was getting her, getting her coochie licked by Gita. That's why she was trying to save her. (laughs) Other than that, I don't know why. I have no idea why. Why? Uh... (laughs) Why? Fuck, bro. That that made me so mad. Her dad died. The pilot died. Everybody died because you wanted to save Gita. Fuck Gita. Gita should have died. <laughs> also, how didn't Gita die in the in the warehouse of zombies? They just were like, oh, we're not going to buy Gita. <laughs> Gita lives. <laughs> and, and the other two people, really. Like, they, they kidnapped three people. And then, like, the... Uh, only only the, the guy got turned into a zombie. <laughs> yeah. And, and the, the coyote lady, she was like, yeah, sometimes they just take people. <laughs> And I'm just like, why? Why did they be, would they just take people? Like, it doesn't make any sense. Like, what is it going to have? What are they going to do holding people captive? Fucking stupid, bro. Fucking stupid. <laughs> and then after everyone dies, except the daughter, who's now supposed to live in this world alone, because you tried to save stupid-ass Gita, Amari Hardwick comes out with all the money like, yeah, bitch, I survived the nuclear explosion in a safe. What fucking safe saves you from a nuclear explosion? I digress. Then he go inside the plane and it's like, fuck, I got bit on the arm. When? Who? Who when? bit him? Yeah. The zombie didn't bite him. Movie's trash, dog. Trash. Yeah, like, I, I told Lennon when we were talking about it, like, it, it was definitely trash with the way it ended with, like, Batista's character and the daughter and Gita and all that BS. But if Amari, if he would have made it, with all the money and, like, got on the plane and just, like, lived his life, I would have gotten on board i've been like okay there's one solid end part of part of this ending but no he got to get bit by some mystery ghost zombie and now he's gonna be a, a zombie or i guess the the sequels that zach Snyder is trying to make out of this but you know the title sequence at the beginning of the movie i thought should have been the movie yeah it was really cool of them like getting all these people out of vegas and like the people the infection starting in vegas and all that which i thought was what the movie was going to be about at first um, I don't, I didn't dislike the concept, but I think like the execution was off because they included this daughter element for Bautista should never have been in there. She should not have been involved in this. No. And I feel like that was Zack Snyder. Like, and this is not me being insensitive. This is not me be, uh, making fun of his situation. I'm just being serious. I feel like Zack Snyder uh, had what happened to his daughter and really wanted to just tell a father-daughter story, but I just don't think it fit in this movie. I really don't. I think he should have left Well, the out. father-daughter story let, what fell to the wayside, too, because, like, they were just so at They didn't do anything. They just didn't really yeah. didn't understand, like, their dynamic and, like, they didn't why do we should care. Yeah, exactly. And it was and, just like, it should have just been a, a heist movie. That's all it needed to be. He tried to put too much stuff in there, and it got convoluted. It was, okay, it's a heist movie. Oh, then there's the twist that... This this guy that hired them is evil and wants the head for the weapons of mass destruction. Then it's Gita. And it's like, bro, you got too much shit going on. The Gita storyline was trash. You didn't even really need the woman with the head storyline either. It should have just been a heist. 
I think I would have. I think I'd I like that twist. The I'd traitor. Like that, I'm yeah, not like mad at he, it, but I'm just saying he he was juggling too much shit. That's the issue. Because I feel like that would have ended up being your over. I felt like that would have been your conflict that you got with the Gita deal. Because then, like, let's say that happened a little bit later, and then like, so they were probably going to get out scot free from the zombies, but now because of the head, then they got to fight more of them. True. And like, because of that, some of them it would have worked die. out better. No, you're right. Also, why did the lady who get betrayed first jump out of the window back to the group and then not say anything like, "Hey, that guy's a traitor"? She's just still shooting. And why are you shooting, sitting down? Why you don't get up and run? I didn't yeah, see you get bit. They just had issues, man. They just, it, they just had issues with this story the whole time. It's, Ass, asshole movie. Don't waste your time. It's a waste of time. It is a waste of time because it is exceptionally long. It's bad, bro. Like I might like that. Uh, you were you minutes. you texted me, you like extraction was better. You extraction was worse than this. I don't know. I don't know. Extraction was bad, but this was bad too. Well, let me say this: triple frontier is better than both of them. <laughs> All right. Yeah. So old guard better than this. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. Definitely, yeah, definitely. easy, easy. Easy. But this shit, I don't want to see the next one. I don't have no interest in seeing anything more Army of the Dead unless it's the anime. Yeah, yeah. And even then, cool. and even then, I'm I'm hesitant. But <laughs> I, I mean, for for me personally, I'm laying this all on Zack Snyder. Yeah, um, definitely. Because I I felt like the actors really did. What they, they gave could. them the best they could. Netflix gave you freaking creative control. You said they didn't put their hands in the pot. Maybe they should have put their hands in the pot, Zach. Maybe they should have, because maybe when you're left to your own devices, you can't tell a a a, 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 a story. You 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 got too many ideas. Somebody has to rein you in. And then he's gonna come out two weeks from now when it doesn't get good ratings. The Army like, of the well, Dead could. Well, you know, like there's another 20 extra minutes of the movie <laughs> that kind of like really piece it together. And I'm going to be like, no, I'm done with it. I'm, I'm done. done. Yeah. They, they haven't given me one freaking movie that doesn't have an extended cut. Like, <laughs> Watchmen, Justice League, BVS. The only one that didn't need it was 300. And, man, and I'm thinking that's this. a fluke. I'm thinking that's a fluke at this point. Oh, man. All right, let's get to our top 25 actresses list real quick. I'll go over mine. You go over yours. We're doing five through one. 25, I got uh, Uma Thurman. Uh, 24, I got Diane Keaton, Alfred Woodard. 23, Judy Dench, Helen Mirren. 22, Octavia Spencer. 21, Tessa Thompson, Saoirse Ronan. 20, Nicole Kidman. 19, Angela Bassett. 18, Natalie Portman. 17, Emily Blunt. 16, Scarlett Johansson. 15, Margot Robbie. 14, Lupita Nyong'o. 13, Sigourney Reaver, 12, Jane Fonda, 11, Julia Roberts, 10, Julianne Moore, 9, Regina King, 8, Jodie Foster, 7, Kate Blanchett, 6, Charlize Theron, slash Tilda Swinton. All right, yeah, it's going to be pretty hard for me. If you don't have it, it's okay. (laughs) Recount this. Uh, But on top, it's Jennifer Lawrence, Rachel McAdams, Brie Larson at 25, um, the Hepburns, Catherine and Audrey at 24, Susan Sarandon and Diane Keaton at 23, Michelle Williams and Renee Zellweger at 22, 21 is Emma Thompson, 20 is Margot Roby, 19 Regina King, 18 Sigourney Weaver, uh, 17 Nicole Kidman, 16 Scarlett Johansson, 15 Natalie Portman, 14 Jodie Foster, 13 Helen Mirren, 12 Glenn Close, 11 Tilda Swinton, I believe 10 is Saoirse Ronan, Nine is Julia Roberts. Eight is Charlize Theron. Seven is Julianne Moore. And six is Kate Winslet. Nice. Okay, cool. Start us off. What you got at number five? 
Number five is Kate Blanchett. Oh, okay. Uh, you weren't too far from me. Yeah. Kate Blanchett, when I was looking at the resume, it's just hard to deny someone who in in young Hollywood has the most golden statues. True. And is and you know, has really put on some really great dramatic performances. She has had some stinkers like Indiana Jones. Okay. The one movie that I did watch with her in that she was in the leading role was Carol. And that was an Oscar nominated film. I thought she did a really good job in it. So uh, I, I agree with the, with those out there. You know, when you we were when I was doing the research for this and looking like, oh, well, who's like the top actress in Hollywood? If if they didn't have Kate Blanchett in one, she was two or three. Oh, okay. So, okay. A lot of her peers and the critics are regard her as the top in Hollywood. All right. Cool. Well, at number five, I have Kate Winslet. After watching uh, Mayor of Easttown, it really showed me how great of an actress she's she is. You also have Revolutionary Road, Titanic, The Holiday, The Mountain Between Us. Kate Blanchett showed not only can she do serious, dramatic roles, but she can also do action. So really love Kate Blanchett. I mean, Kate Winslet. She definitely deserves to be top five. She's number five because she's incredible. Yes, definitely, definitely. So who you got at number four? Number four is where I have uh, uh, Viola Davis. Yeah, same, 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 same. All right, so yeah, we both have her at four. Um, you know... Look, she's great. Like, literally, she's if, great. if mean, they gave black actresses more roles, she would be up higher. She's one of the best actresses of all time. Like That's the truth. Like, she, the way she cries is so believable. The way she does everything is believable. And she makes you so invested. From how to be a murderer to, to fucking... Uh, Suicide Squad. She was the best part of Suicide Squad. Widows, also, fences, fences. The help, widow, widow. Help. She was incredible. Prisoners. She was great. Like prisoners. Pris- yeah, pr- like prisoners. more so than more so than our boy uh Maine. What's his name? Uh, uh I got oh, you, Maine. Terrence Howard. Yeah, more Terrence Howard. I didn't believe he was sad. His daughter was gone. Viola Davis. I believe she was sad. She was ready to kill Paul Dano. <laughs> yeah, and then she you know has a bunch of. Small movies, uh, small, well, small roles in big movies and s- big roles in small movies. So she's yep. all, and you know, has had some good stints on TV. You mentioned how to get away with murder. We talked one of the about best how, Shonda Rhyme show. We talk about how she was a really great character in Donna Emmett on Law and Order SVU as a she won an Oscar attorney. too. She did. Yeah, she won an for Oscar for best performance as an actress in a supporting role. For the help, right? Uh, for in 2017, for oh, so fences, yeah, fences. Gotcha. So nice. Who you got? Number three. Uh, number three, I have um, Frances McDormand. Mm, now, why do you have her at three instead of two? Because because um, this is where I was. I was like, do I go with Oscar wins over my personal preference? So I'm glad you went with personal preference over Oscar wins because that's what I ended up doing as well. I have Frances McDormand three, but I just needed to ask why is she not two? Uh, well, I think like the Daniel Day Lewis of women. Yeah, I mean, like in my opinion, where I put she's at three because she's probably she's probably number two, but because my number two is probably number one in Young Hollywood is why I kind of have it. It's like, and I I did it because the person who I have above her is more notable, more known. If I ask someone on the street who's Frances McDormand, they would say who? 
It's probably true. Um, so, especially in the younger audience. But Blood Simple's great. Fargo's great. Burned After Reading is great. Like, she kills it. So, Frances McDormand um, yeah, is great. Three billboards. Her three billboards outside great. of Ebbing, Missouri. Nomad Land. I mean, she did a decent job. She won the Oscar. I mean, she <laughs> she didn't really play anything. <laughs> but, yeah, whatever. <laughs> um, yeah, she she uh, she's in a some pretty good stuff. I feel like the Coens really kind of built her career, which is one well, thing that you can not. She's married to the, one of the Coens brothers. I know. Oh, okay. I was just, I'm just saying, yeah, no, they, they, they know how to use her the best. Well, I would hope so. Yeah. And I'm excited to see her role with Denzel as a uh, lady Macbeth. Yeah. That's going to be a good one. Mm-hmm. Um, but I guess so. So our number two then would be Amy Adams. Yes, the queen of all she got to do is get two more Oscars. And, and in my opinion, she'll pass on Meryl Streep. I like her movies better than Meryl. Well, yeah. I mean, Meryl Streep's been in some really downer movies. And <laughs> yes, yeah, Kramer, Kramer, sad, super yeah, sad. <laughs> but sad Amy stuff. Adams from fucking uh, The Master to uh, to as Lois Lane to Arrival to uh, American Hustle. And to me, her best role, which doesn't get enough credit in the way she portrayed this person, I thought she was better than Christian Bale, was in Vice as Miss Cheney. Like, she shocked me as in Vice. She was so good. And I'll never forget the speech that she gave where she was like, she was was doing two different roles. She went to the feminist and was like, we have to fight for our rights. And then she went to the, she went to like the farmers and we were like, I got to make sure that we keep our women in line so they make y'all good dinners, hearty meals, and raise strong, growing boys. And she was like, I don't believe in any of this shit, but I have to portray it this way for my husband to win. And she was the reason why Dick Cheney got a lot of votes because he wasn't personable. It was her. So, and, and, and Amy Adams portrayed that beautifully. Yeah, like she was one of the better parts of that movie for sure. Um, another role that I liked her in was her small role in Catch Me If You Can. Yep. That was a good one. Uh, you know, under underrated. You forget that she was in Talladega Nights as True. Susan, the the chick with the glasses. And uh, she's in Enchanted. She's the lead star. So she shows her versatility. Very it, true. And Woman in the Window wasn't that bad of a movie. I watched it. It was a good thriller sure this weekend. You're, you're going to like it. Good thriller for Amy Adams, Nocturnal Animals, uh, Sharp Objects. She uh, is just incredible. You mentioned The Fighter, right? Oh, no, I didn't. Another good one. Another good one. Um, Julie and Julia is a really good movie that she's in. And then her small role in The Office. She, yeah, she had the small role in The Office. She also has a small role in that 70s show. Yep. Um, she was in Night of the Museum. The and second Charlie one. Wilson's War. Uh, she was in that Muppets movie, that's true. Man yep. of Steel. And The Master and Her. She does really well with Joaquin Phoenix. Yeah, so I mean, I feel, you know, I feel like she's really gotten through uh some of the the early stages of the growing pains and she's really kind of like come into being the leading lady uh i think a rival really kind of or rival and vice probably put her really over the top in a lot of people's eyes yep um so her next thing that she has up is dear evan hansen which we talked about last week um and then the enchanted um sequel sequel disenchanted we need her to get some Oscars so she can be number one. That's all she's she also needs. Gonna, she's also going to be in this uh, TV miniseries called Kings of America. Okay, cool. 
Well, number one, no, the Walmart. That's the Walmart doc. That's the uh, not documentary, but the Walmart series. That's gonna be big for her. Yeah. But number one, of course, this is easy, obvious. Meryl Streep. Yeah, Meryl Streep. I think everyone. Knew I don't even have to say. Any, we don't even have to say anything about her. <laughs> she'd be on the top of the list. Yeah, I mean, it's really not much to say. She's Devil Wears Prada, most, Kramer vs. Kramer. She's the most decorated actress in Hollywood. At Might the be the most decorated a- actor one, overall. Two. Three, four, five, six. Seven, yeah, she's eight, she's the most decorated nine, 10, overall. 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, Wins? 16, 17, 18, 19, 20, 21. No, just 21 nominations. How many wins? Uh, I think four. One. Oh, okay. She's right there with two, Daniel. Two, three, three. Okay, so she's tied with Francis McDormand and Daniel Day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I 21 think that- noms is nuts. But that goes to show about how she gets all the roles. Like, that's what this has shown me. She gets all. She's, oh, I was just saying because oh. you froze. She gets all the roles. All the roles. Yeah, I was just going to say since 1979, she's almost been nominated like every other year. Oh, my gosh. So, yeah, legend. 70, yeah, 79 to 80, then two years, 82, 83, 84. And you get <laughs> so like there's some stretches like the most recent stretch. I mean, she was back to back in 2017, 2018, back to back 2014, 2015, <laughs> uh, 2009, 2010. <laughs> it's just it's just ridiculous. Go um, Meryl, but, go Meryl, go Meryl, go. But that's our list, man. Let's repeat our top five real quick, just for people. I'm not gonna make us do the whole thing. The top five for me, I got. Oh, we didn't even talk about the Emmy. She won three Emmys. Yeah, and was nominated for five. She was a. She won a lot. I got Kate Winslet number five, Viola Davis number four, Frances McDormand number three, Amy Adams number two, Meryl Streep number one, and Schubert has the same thing, but Kate Blanchett at five. Pretty much. Yeah. So. Yeah. Solid list. We're done with our top actresses and top actors. I think yeah, we, we did knew a good it was going to get easy at the end. We were saying there's not going to be a lot of uh, disagreement. With- yep. The top six, pretty much. That's a fact. That's a fact. That's a fact. And I do think Meryl and uh, Amy Adams fall right in line with our top. Like, if we combine the list, I think it would be Denzel one, for me at least, Meryl, uh, Daniel Day two, Amy, uh, Meryl three, Leo four, De Niro five, Pacino six, Amy Adams seven. That's where I. That's where I'd make it fall because I got Amy Adams before Christian Bale because she outacted him. That's fair. She outacted him. She did in Vice she and did. in American Hustle. Yeah, he might. Well, he might have won American Hustle. I might give him American Hustle, but she definitely won Vice. Yeah, so yeah. you can't deny that. But I mean, I would definitely put them in that same same mix. Yeah, you know. I, for you know, remembering that she can't was Susan and Tally Knights, you know, it really has been a long road for Amy Adams. That's and a that, fact. That, and that come up. Also, I think I think just self-scouting myself and, and saying about my missteps, Julia Roberts needs to be higher after I rewatched Pelican Brief. She killed it. She killed it. She killed oh, it. she did. Yeah. It was great. And Aaron Brockovich, she killed it. Julia Roberts needs to be at least top 10. I messed that up. Yeah, and I, I would say that I probably put margot Robbie too high and she should have been no search ronan too high <laughs> well no i guess i'm mixing up highs and lows because like highs and like up in the 20s instead of lows and okay like i got you i got you she should have been yeah. in, in in the top in the team she should have been in the she should have been right, right around Allie portman scarlett johansson okay so 14 15 yeah yeah that's where i got it okay nice well that's all we got today should 
All right. Well, um, I think a fun conversation for us to do down the line when it comes to these is, you know, maybe go under 30. Mm, okay. Um, for, for both, both ends down, down for that. But, you know, but maybe not do 25. Yeah. Top 10. That's a, tenor. uh, that's a tenor. Um, I think, like I said earlier on doing some under 40, under 40 would be a good one too. Yeah. Doing and uh, like doing some hypothetical questions. Like I mentioned with the dinner party question, that's one um, we should do next week. I'm excited for that one. And, uh, I also think it would be interesting, you know, since we've jumped on letterbox and had to start talking about and self-evaluating some of our like favorite films, I think it'd be interesting to like touch on, um, films and actor, or maybe so, maybe so more films and television shows that we really are big on. Okay. That you know, but not in a ranking sort of capacity. Like I'm not gonna say like X. You know, I'm not gonna say like Family Guy is, is higher up than. Yeah. Just talk about the it. Sopranos. Just be like, yeah, both think that these are like top Great. tier. All right. Yeah, I'm down. Word. Well. You guys be on the lookout for all of that. Uh, make sure you check out our most recent Run It Back. With uh, We review Blade Runner 2049. Subscribe to the YouTube channel. Subscribe to wherever you listen to podcasts. And you can follow the uh, network at Bros Who Think for more information. But other than that, uh, that's all I got this week. Yeah, I hope you guys were able to tune in to Twitch to catch that match. When will it be available for it those? It will be know? available for the people this uh, Run It Back is going to be out the same day. So I'll put, I'll put it out Saturday. It'll be out officially on Saturday. Sounds good. A week after the match. It aired. Yeah. So there exactly. you go. Um, to make sure you catch that, if you didn't, we did give a spoiler to it at the beginning. Yeah, with but the rankings, it's but still a pretty, pretty it's a solid match. match to watch. It's super entertaining. Yeah, definitely, definitely super entertaining. <laughs> that's for sure. For with the cash carbon. So tell yeah, us what you fact. think about that match. Tell us what you think about how pitch it's going so far. Um, you can. Connect with us on the Discord. Obviously, we do pull things off the Discord, so That's things that you do put in there may make That's it onto the show. That's a fact. So, so be be sure to be um, to tell us what you think on there. But um, that's pretty much all we got for this week. And I hope everyone out there has a great Memorial Day weekend. And we'll catch you next week. As always, keep binging. Mm-hmm.